Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, all right, all right. It is Monday the 22nd of August. I'm Pete Donaldson. Hello, it's the Luca Beach Show. How are you doing? You all right? Have you got a new dress on? Beautiful. I have, actually. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> yeah, Go fuck dress. yourself, Donaldson. What's going on? How's a new week? Whoa. How do you feel about that? I don't think there's, no, I don't think there's uh, any need for that, to be quite frank. Ah. So, ah. Sometimes you set up, set up shows with, like, um, big swears. Big swears. Well, look, big swears about baby. I think it's, I think it's cool. <laughs> I've been watching that it's that Woodstock documentary we watched last week it's oh yeah fuck you yeah yeah. at one point <laughs> we forgot to mention that Fred Durst does attempt to crowd surf on a big piece of wood that someone's broken off the fence yeah uh, I'm sorry like I'm sorry if, if there's a big bit of wood and and, and I, I want to see that I want to see the lead singer um, crowd surf like on it and sing the it's one shot that's just a, just a shot of the organiser who's recently told Limp Bizkit's manager to calm everything down and he's thinking that's mm. not gone well is it that's <laughs> not if anything he's done the opposite there but if like I mean to be fair, they asked every headline act to calm them down, and none of them wanted to do it. Only Gavin Rosdale, only the Brit was was wanted that decorum. Anthony Kiedis went, ah, they're not going to listen to me, uh, and then proceeded to sing a song about fire, uh, <laughs> the Jimi yeah. Hendrix song "Fire," uh, and uh, there was just loads of fires around. It was just it was just all unhelpful. And I've had, a, I've, had I've had a bit of feedback um, around my you know characteristically. Um, strident take on the music of Limp Bizkit. Okay. Uh, people say, you know, come on, they're all right. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to present a couple of exhibits. Doubling down. Uh, so a couple of lyrics from the Didn't mind. did exhibit actually do a song with Fred Durst? Probably. I mean, that's almost certainly happened. <laughs> almost certainly. Some, it might be another guy at the Wu-Tang Clan, Red uh, Dragon. I don't, I don't know. A couple of, um, a couple of uh, lyric, sample lyrics from the, from, the, from the fine mind of Fred Durst. Mm. Um I did it all for the nookie. Come on, the nookie. Come on, so you can take that cookie and stick it up your yeah. Mm. And then, yeah. my favourite, hey kid, take my advice. You don't want to step in a big pile of shit? Captain's drunk. Your world is Titanic. Floating on the funk. So get your groove on. Uh, what was that second one from? I don't know. I'm unfamiliar with that lyric in that song. That second one, I'll tell you, is from... Can you feel for a bit while well, I just double check? Yeah, okay. I did it all for the nookie! The nookie! You could take a cookie! Are we like saying? Uh, songs, protected songs, great songs, great times. It's from my generation. Oh, is it? Right, okay. Yeah. I don't remember those lyrics at all. My generation! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to spend that much more time. Do you know, do you know there's, a, there's a really brilliant bit in Mid Morning Matters, the great mm. Alan Partridge vehicle, um, 
which people would say is you know, up there with the very best stuff that Coogan's done with Partridge, and I agree. Mm. And he's just in the middle of a phone-in, and he's speaking to these different people. And he goes, okay, next up on the, um, next up on the line is uh, Fabian. And uh, oh, no, actually, I don't want to speak to someone called Fabian. And just kills him. <laughs> and I feel like that about Limbiscuit. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Fuck it. I, just, I, I don't, I don't want to spend any more of my broadcasting career, and it yeah. is a career, mm. talking about Fred Durst. I'd rather talk about Pete the fact that I don't know why this happened. I, I imagine it's related to something we talked about a while back, but producer Rory or one mm. of the team, without even checking with us, posted up on Twitter a poll on the Luke and Pete show Twitter page mm. uh, saying who's going to die first, Luke or Pete? Yeah, I mean, I was first alerted to this um, <laughs> via my partner I've access to who showed me a screenshot of it and just sort of frowned, like sort of going, yeah. who's done this? Disappointing. Yeah, I think she thought that was you writing It that. wasn't me. I, I know, I know. I promise you that. Producer Rory, wasn't it, naughty lad? I'm the, pers- I'm the type of person whose reputation among people who don't only know me through others it's is very, very poor. Yeah, right. I, I think people just think I'm a complete... Be- and I, I, I kind of made my peace with that. But <laughs> So I totally understand why uh, your lovely partner that you've got access to thought it was me. Yeah. I promise you it wasn't. It was producer Rory. Um, and while we've done it, I suppose technically it is content. So yeah. uh, while the best reply for me uh, was it'll be Luke, but it'll be because of Pete. Yeah. Uh, and that was David and Connor. Uh, Tim said that he believed that you will live forever, Peter. Almost like a Keith Richards type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the overall result was fairly conclusive. Uh, two-thirds, almost exactly two-thirds, 65.9% of people said they thought you would die first, even though you are younger than me. So mm, I guess so, yeah. But I, I, I'm kind of in, I'm hoping I'm going to be in the camp that, you know, people will think I'll die first because I'll get electrocuted or something. But in reality, I, I just don't want to be, right? I just don't want to be flat on my back going, ah, fuck. Ah, it's my fault, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. but I just know I've got more chance of being in that situation than you. You're not. What do you prodder. mean? Though? You don't prod Cause you've, things because you've made a mistake or you've kind of put yourself in danger or you're talking so about I've, like ju- an I've just taken a claw hammer to a cavity wall and I've not checked the stud work. I've not checked where the wires are, and I've put and I've put my hammer through it. Do you know the thing that worries me about it mm. is that if that does happen or you do die before me, there's mm. a reasonable chance some people are going to come to me for comment. I have or no idea what I'll say. The police. Yeah, but I've no. But I'm happy. That I'll, I'll play with a straight bat when it comes to the police. You know, if you're found, mm. you know, in an embarrassing situation, ammo. I'll, I'll, I'll an, t- an orange <laughs> soaked in ammo yeah, in the mouth. Yeah. yeah, I'll tidy it up for the good of your family. Will you? Uh, uh. And, and play with a straight bat and all that kind of good stuff. But if it's something you've done and people want a glowing tribute, apparently, bat does get one of those straighter pe- when you die. Oh, say again. Apparently, your bat does get straighter when you die. <laughs> so you can play with it all you want, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. No, but what I'm saying, I, I don't mean this in a horrible way because I can think of loads of positive things to say about you, but I'm one of those people when I try and be earnest, I think mm. a lot of people think I'm being sarcastic. You have like a tell. It's like uh, when, yeah. when people touch the face when they're lying, you just you, you just can't help but laugh. When I'm being sincere. say nice things about people. Yeah, so that's what I fear. Yeah. I, f- I fear being come to for some kind of comment mm. and... Most of the memories people people are going to have of you, Pete, are going to be, and this is a positive thing, are going to probably be unserious memories, right? Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. So I I think you're going to have to be one of those people who says, come to my funeral dressed in whatever you want and we'll have a big party. Mm, Yeah. And then halfway through the party, your coffin will just be removed to another party. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he wanted to go somewhere else. Yeah. He, he heard some Franz Ferdinand in a passing bar, so he yeah. wheeled into that, to be honest. A passing Which, bar? A what kind of bar would bar. that be? I don't know, just a passing... A barge, a bar barge. Yeah. Oy, oy. So we're not going to live forever, are we? No. You and I... Th- not thinking not in this heat. <laughs> I don't think I can handle another summer like this, to be honest. I was oh. thinking that. Uh, um, the Wi-Fi I have access to told me to pull myself together and grow up, which I think is fair enough in reflection. But I said, I don't know if I can do another one of these, you know. <laughs> So I think I might need to be somewhere else. But to be fair, she is from the land of air conditioning as well. So, like, if she can handle it, you should be able to handle yeah, it. Yeah, of Mediterranean extraction, though. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. It's, so, you know, everyone, sometimes you see... Isn't you everyone see... who's, like, good-looking got that? Like, like my partner thought, like, he's got a bit there. So it's just all just yeah. good-looking people generally, generally have that. And we're from Scotland and north of Scotland, yeah. me and you. My 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 extraction is like Scottish, Irish, and like Scandinavian. Of it. <laughs> but Scandinavian people are generally handsome, aren't they? They're handsome, yeah, yeah. They're, so if I'm if I'm a, if I'm two thirds less handsome than the average person, the third I am handsome is from the Scandinavian bit. That's fair, yeah. Okay, I'll tell. Yeah, that. but I, I think I think it's all about context as well, right? So when you if I'm going if I'm like I don't know in Greece or something, mm. and I've really got to do anything, I will still moan about the heat a little bit, but it's kind of much easier to manage. Mm. Like this morning when I was coming into the office, and it's just I just got on the tube and I was like, and I'm not even someone who sweats that much, and I'm like, fucking, what's the point? I just wanted to beat the shit out of the tube. I just wanted to do I to do like Street Fighter Two bonus level on the tube. What, just one of the carriages, just constantly yeah. booming. What, what is the what part of a tube carriage do you reckon you could damage irreparably? I don't think there's a single thing. They're, they're built to last. Just the doors. Yeah, would probably you, the doors. Could you though? They're really hefty. Even people, yeah, and, and, so, and, and, you know, and you know what? Like when you, one of the most fascinating things about getting on the tube is that when the tube train comes in, you see the cab that the driver sits in. It's all very like pleasingly seventies and mechanical and yeah. stuff, which reminds you of how old the tube is. Mm. I suppose if those doors haven't been kicked in by someone tougher than me, then it ain't going to be me doing it after all that time. <laughs> no, exactly. I think at best you could probably. Scratch your name into the rubber seal on a door. That's about it, really. Because the only thing people can do in tube carriages generally is scratch with your keys your name in a very unpleasing way into the tube map. That's the only thing you can do, really. And people try it. Yeah, I I remember once a friend of mine taking all the cardboard adverts out. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, so you can do that. What they do with them? Well, I don't know, because I, I would never be seen dead doing that, because I respect the uh, the advertising industry a great did you, deal. Did, did you do it? It sounds like you did it. Sounds no. Like you did it. Okay, right. It wasn't me. Wasn't but um, me. I, saw it being, I saw it being done. Because <laughs> what you can do is you can turn them inside out, and they're blank on the back, and you can write messages on them. Right, wherever you want, you want yeah. Uh, yeah. What, did, what, what did they write? Uh, I don't know if they took advantage of that. I think I just they took them, and people were ripping them up and like right. um, taking them with them and stuff. But, but Naughty but boys. I don't think damage to public transport is the answer. You were, yeah, but you were Tox or Nine, weren't you? You were um, you were the guy who used to write Tox, Tox eighty nine, Tox ninety nine on the on the buses uh, with a compass. No, I, th- I think I think that um, the reason I would never do it is because the second in command of the RMT union is um, Eddie Thingy. Mm-hmm. I forget his surname now. That he's, he's got a nickname in some circles as, as the Talking Boulder. <laughs> he does which, look like a ruffian, which is he? one of my favourite. Um, oh, I one of my favourite kind of. Um, Nicknames around. Why, why is why is the Eddie RMT? Dempsey, that's his name. Why is always like the the RMT? They just, they just always have these beautiful thick estuary accents. 
I think it's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. They're having a fucking, they're having a, the people at the top of the economy, they're having a, they're disco. Having a disco. We <laughs> talked about this a few weeks ago, but but it's funny, isn't it? Because I think that, and, I, and I'm certainly not one of these people for obvious reasons, and you're not either, but I think that it, it actually hampers the effort now because mm. they speak with such regional accents and they're called things like Mick and Eddie and stuff. Like, I think it gives an excuse for the ruling classes and the fucking smug dickheads at newspapers to not take them seriously and caricature them more easily. Mm. Which is a uh, shame. It shouldn't be like that at all. It's uh, wrong. My mum casually threw in a, uh, well, we'll come down to see you if uh, Mad Mick hasn't cancelled all the trains. It's like, it's just a Daily Mail talking point she's picked up. It's just like, and she pretends that the Daily Mail hasn't affected her fucking brain. And it has. Like a fucking limpet sucking yeah, all the nonsense. The, 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 this happens a lot, and it's this happens a lot, this kind of thing. And it's the, the saddest thing about it is that it happens with football fans in a massive way as well. Like, what you're actually looking for is solidarity among people of the same class of people. Because the class system is a massive issue in the UK still now. And what you'd want is presumably someone like your mother to, to show a bit of solidarity with people who are at mm. the bottom of the economy and who have who have been essentially punished for no reason. Mm. Yet it doesn't happen. People were much more happy to be at the devil's side than in their path, right? So it happens with football fans, right? You see like, you'll see like Newcastle, I mean, sorry to bring it into your club, but like you'll see Newcastle fans or whatever. I don't know why I called them Newcastle then, but New- <laughs> they, 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 they lord it up over what's happened at Sunderland. They love it. Right, they love okay, that Sunderland yeah, yeah, have gone yeah, yeah. to the wall. When actually what they should be doing is showing a bit of solidarity. We're all in the same boat together because if it wasn't for some fucking decision of some oligarch down, down the road, mm. you'd be in the same position, yeah. right? So yeah. th- there's no solidarity because it's, it's much easier to divide and conquer, right? And I, I like Big Eddie Dempsey. I'm also a bit frightened of him. So mm. I would never uh, damage... A, uh, a train carriage in anger. <laughs> I tell you, the people I do, the people I've got a real beer in my bonnet about at the moment, Thames Water. They're the ones I hate. Right, okay, why? Do they keep on charging you lots or turning your water off? Or... Oh, they're fucking sending letters through the door saying, oh, don't turn your tap on, it's fucking hot. And they're losing a billion litres a day <laughs> because they're not investing in the network because they're giving all the money to the shareholders, right? So yeah. it was the whole thing was privatised with no competition, which removes the whole point of privatisation, right? I'm, I'm, and I'm happy to say that I'm someone who you know believes in, you know, a certain form of capitalism. I think it's the right thing, mm. but this rapacious crony capitalism where things get privatised by their rich mates, and there's no imperative to do well because there's no competition. No one in London can choose who provides their water. It has right. to be Thames Water. All the money from our water bills and from government subsidies goes to shareholders. And they're losing a billion litres a day in leaks because they're not reinvesting in the network and they're telling me to turn my tap off. <laughs> That's <laughs> what annoys me. Hey, I've, lost f- I've lost water five times I've been living in my house. I had a, I had a power cut uh, a couple of days ago and I was like, no, if we're paying for it, you fucking deliver it, mate. Mm. <laughs> You, like, better like, make, can... you better fucking make sure with four grand on the fucking horizon, you've got fucking men in every fucking power plant and every fucking substation yeah. making sure that that electricity never goes down. You absolute idiots. <laughs> I don't um, I don't want to give people a lecture that are listening. I know they're listening, listening to, <laughs> to, to, to eavesdropping a lovely chat between two people that Battery tolerate boys. each other. Speaking yeah, batteries. Yeah, yeah, but come on, battery cannot be the answer to everything. <laughs> a man cannot drink battery acid. I can't put battery no. acid on the plants in my garden. No, I can't. But apparently, I'm not allowed to battery. fill a watering can up. I imagine they're definitely doing that in the fucking ten down the street rose garden, aren't they? <laughs> Get fucked. 
Get, get fucked. to fuck. Oy, oy, oy. I believe in the revolution now. I can't use. They've I can't, made me like this. I can't use my ho- my uh, horse because it snapped, and I, and I can't. I can't be seen buying a horse on a week like this, can I? I no. had like a. I had. I had a. There was a horse left over from the last um, t- uh, tenants of my property, and I was like, "Oh, brilliant, cool." So I've just been using that, and then that snaps. So I'm like, oh, "I can't buy a new one this week." When I've said horse bite ban, they're gonna. What are you gonna be doing? What are you gonna do with this? <laughs> I'm gonna the, come. Nothing, yeah. mate. Nothing, squire. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about uh, me wasting the water. There fucking isn't any. There so isn't any anyway. You stopped it coming to my house, so I'm not going to overuse it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and the thing is about it is, it, with you, it's fine, because you've always been a bit of a student politics, working class hero kind of warrior. Right, okay. So I'm you, someone you... who's definitely open to making loads of money. <laughs> 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 but they've, they've, they've ra- I've been radicalised by yeah. Thames Water. By being shit. Yeah, um, let's take a break so I can calm down. And when we come back, we're going to yeah. do an email about Richard Ashcroft. And I promise you, um, we'll, we'll definitely remember. Sounds good, baby. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the mother flipping Luke and Pete Shaw. Uh, we nearly didn't have a show there because I nearly just clicked the cl- clicked the button that says leave uh, call. Uh, Why would thought, you do that? I don't know. I panic. You know, I think it's the radio DJ in me. When there's a break, I'm thinking I need to press a button to start the break. <laughs> so I'm like, you haven't been a radio DJ for ages, though. All right, mate. All right, don't rub it in. No I one will have you. I could do a job. And uh, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a radio station called Actual Radio uh, that's somewhere in Essex. And they play some dross. They really, they play some DJ Otzi. Then they'll follow it up with some Sam Fender. It's just confusing. And, and what's the tr- bad stuff they play? 
good Peter, stuff. you'd be brilliant on like a... What, I'll tell you what, right? I don't mean this in a snobby way, mm. but you've got hours under your belt. You've got mm. experience. You're a good mm. broadcaster. If you went to... So the one I always think of is Adventist Radio, which is next to Absolute Radio on my digital thing in my car. So I sometimes yeah. pick on it by accident. And it's like a Christian station or whatever. Mm. Uh, it's not really my cup of tea, but, you know, everyone, you know, if you want to listen to Christian music, good luck to you. But mm. if, if, you, if you went into like a really low kind of unlistened to station like perhaps that one you're talking about there right. and you went in there yeah they would be like what are you doing here they'd be what delighted to have you as a show and you could have a drive time show for example where you could just do whatever you wanted yeah i mean i'd, I'd run it into the into the ground like i did in my last one um, now you're not but, being paid in this situation so you would <laughs> yeah you might what get you them lose their, they might lose their license maybe it's like when uh it's, it's like when kelly kapoor says uh, if i was a millionaire i'd probably like i'd probably like have lots of money but i'd i'd probably like uh still work like one one day, like, and I'd take like one pound for for a salary, and I wouldn't work very hard because I'm only get paid a pound. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I can't remember what we were going to say. Then what were we going to say? We we're going to talk about. We we're going to do an email about Richard Ashcroft. Oh, we're definitely doing that. But there was yeah, something okay. else that happened before that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it it doesn't do you know matter. what? It doesn't fucking matter. Throw the running order do- out the window. Who gives a flying it fuck? It doesn't mate? matter. It's yeah. digital, so I can't. Digital. Um, Neil's been in touch. He's emailed hello at lukeandpeter.com. Okay. Hello to you, Neil. Nice to um, hear from you. I don't mm. think it's Pilot Neil. He normally signs his emails off Pilot Neil, so I think mm. we can rule that out. I think it's a different Neil. Mm. Um, and he says, hello, lads. After the story of Richard Ashcroft on the show a while back, I thought I would share a strange occurrence from when we saw Richard Ashcroft support the Rolling Stones at Murrayfield a few years ago. Now, this is the fact that I could hear a Richard Ashcroft show from my living room window a while back. Mm. Um, so that's what this is refer- uh, referring to. Neil picks up the story by saying, the couple next to us were going crazy for both of Ashcroft's big hits. That's a di- Oh, no, sorry, for both Ashcroft's hit- big hits and his deep cuts. I thought that was a dig, Sandy. <laughs> he only had two songs then. Um, they then lost their shit when he finished his set with Bittersweet Symphony. Uh, as soon as the final tune ended, though, they grabbed their jackets and left their seats and never returned. To sum up, this couple paid £90 each to sit at the back of the stand at Murrayfield, watch Richard Ashcroft, and leave before one of the biggest bands on the planet even played a note. This was four years ago, and I've not stopped thinking about it. Love the show, Neil. Yeah. Um, that's interesting to me, because I'll tell you why. I went to see Coldplay at Earl's Court about... Must be getting on for 15 years ago now. Mm. And the reason I went is because my girlfriend at the time was a fan and um, she she was a fan of Richard Ashcroft who um, who supported Coldplay on that gig. And my girlfriend at the time was working for EMI who I think yeah. Coldplay were on the label of. They may still be. And so we got a couple of tickets. And with like no word of a lie, a couple of things happened. Mm. One was I was absolutely blown to bits by how good Richard Ashcroft's voice was live. Yeah. It was so, so good. He mm. filled the whole Vels court on his own with the acoustic guitar, which I thought was amazing. And secondly, a good handful of people did exactly that, left before Coldplay came on. And <laughs> I thought to myself at the time, maybe they're... You know, we talked about this before with other big artists like Jackson and Elvis and Madonna. The people who are into them are just really into them. Mm. And they don't care about anything else. They're not really music fans. They're just, I don't know... Madonna fans or yeah, like yeah, people yeah. who are fo- aren't really football fans, they're just Liverpool fans or whatever. Mm. And it normally is Liverpool. Um, <laughs> um, maybe Richard Ashcroft falls into that bracket and we just don't know it. What do you mean? As in like there's just people who are just Obsessed. purely into Richard Ashcroft. It's just a weird play for me. It's just a weird... It You've met feel them, right. 
I have met the man. Didn't didn't enjoy his company, and uh, yeah, I just what uh, I, what are the top three things you didn't enjoy about his company? Um, I didn't enjoy. He was he was a bit miserable anyway. Uh, I brought I he didn't seem interested in taking someone's viewpoint someone else's viewpoint <laughs> over and and he didn't seem even interested in checking his own privilege it's like a Luke and Pete show <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just well, so uh, what, how did that manifest itself though what do you well, mean he, what was he, he, he I can't um, I he was think, just doing Uncle Albert was he the whole time I think it was um, who's uh, um, Lily Allen I think had made a comment about um, you know the bricks that young uh, black artists don't get compared to uh, older um, people, and I think Richard Ashcroft took umbrage with that. And I brought that up, uh, and I shouldn't have brought it up, but you know, I, I was I was in the twilight of my radio career. I was getting dangerous, Luke. I wasn't pulling any punches. Sure, um, you were burping and he, in all sorts. And he, uh, and he, uh, yeah, and he, and he was very, uh, and, and and he was, he just was having none of it. Really, he, he just like you know, she's a stupid, you know, whatever, and that, and it's just like. Right. I mean, she's right, though, isn't she, Richard? <laughs> you we talked about twat. this on Thursday, didn't we? We were talking about how the fact that like, certain... I don't think they should be, like I say, as, as I also said last week, I don't think they should be, you know, fucking sexist or racist or homophobic mm. or whatever. Mm. So I'm not excusing that if that's what happened. But he is a rock and roll star, right? What do people want from their kind of sing- band singers? They want them to be nice today and fucking make them a cup of tea and talk about how normal they are because that just comes across <laughs> as really inauthentic, doesn't it? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Um, but he was, and and I, you you kind of become a little bit ageous if you always insist on having sunglasses on indoors. Like, That's a big off. thing, isn't it? Why do they and all do that? I do kind of understand it, but it just means that like I like it might look cool, but every time you take them off, you're gonna go fucking hell. I remember like it was a good couple of weeks where I I didn't have access to my spectacles because I'd drunkenly left them in a cab a little while ago. Yeah, and I was, remember that. Yeah, and for most of the time, I was wearing my prescription sunglasses and. Fuck me! The the world is quite bright when you take them off, or if you look out on the outskirts of your glasses, you're like fucking hell. It's very bright, isn't it? I've noticed you before, years and years ago. We go do shows or whatever, and you wouldn't have your prescription glasses with you. You'd have your prescription sunglasses, so you'd be wearing them all the time. And I think mm. people were like fucking hell. Pete thinks he's hot shit, <laughs> and I'd know that you didn't think that, but I wouldn't be able to say anything. Not my place to get involved. Never Don't interrupt your involved. enemy when he's making a mistake. That's what I say. <laughs> But you know what, anyway, on that Richard Ashcroft thing, and I'm not surprised to hear any of that. I think you might have told me that before uh, in Plight Company. But mm. um, what happened when they when he supported Coldplay was that um, he honestly was so good. And I'm not even an apologist or a big fan. No, I like yeah, a couple yeah. of Verve records. I've never it owned a single... More. It means more when you say it. Yeah, well, quite, I've never owned a single Richard Ashcroft solo product or anything like that. Uh, and I would never go and choose to go and see him uh, as, a, as, a, as a main event, if you like. But he was honestly so good, and mm. and everyone knew it. And I thought to myself, that's interesting because Chris Martin's not got a great reputation as being a really good singer, right? Which he isn't. Mm. And he came on, and he did something very clever. He said um, in a really self-deprecating way, you know, I'm just really pleased that Richard Ashcroft agreed to support us today. Um, he's the best singer in the world, and I'm pleased that we all got a chance to kind of experience that and hear it and how great was he and all this stuff. And maybe everyone mm. give a big round of the applause. I kind of cleared the air a bit. <laughs> just basically just cleared the air. Just, I just basically killed him with kindness and just said, right, now we're doing our thing. And, and, and people were fine with it. Uh, okay. But it was, it, was a, it was one of those ones where you think, fucking hell, he's in danger of being blown to bits off the stage here because there's no way you're going to be able to follow that, that voice. 
Um, so, look, he's probably got the best voice of anyone from Wigan, I would say. Okay, yeah, that's fair. And if you've got a candidate for that to take that crowd, uh, I can't think of that many Wigan bands to be honest. There's probably a few kicking around. Wigan very big in the Northern Soul scene, right? Yeah, but they were very imported, weren't they? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, very much people not from Wigan singing that. Um, (laughs) And also, I believe I'm right in saying that they also Wigan also the epicenter of the legendary music genre donk. What put a donk on it? Yeah. Is that Wigan? Oh, that's I think nice. So. I like that. I think that I all centered around Wigan Pier I as well. I was a big fan of that. It, it really burned very brightly, didn't it? It was like Electro Clash. Just, it was there for a second. It was a bit like that. It was it was a really working class, salt of the earth music movement. But it's funny, isn't it? Because certain people in the music industry, if it's not their type of thing, they won't support it. <laughs> oh, it's really organic and it's from the working classes and people really like it. And it's really, uh, it's a fantastic movement that everyone's really got into and it's completely self-sustained. Nah. Nah. Let's have, let's have Canary, good at fit on an Ariana Grande CD. Can no. we hear more from the Arctic Monkeys, please? <laughs> Don't have a go at them. They're all Joking right. It. No, no I, 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 I'm not having a go at them. I, do. I think they're excellent. Uh, I, I also think Donkey's fucking trash. But it was, I was trying to sound clever. It didn't really work. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> let's get out of here. Uh, we've been the Luke Peach Show. Luke, how much uh, Nalgene have you consumed during this recording? Because it's, it's still quite warm. This is the third show I've done today in this studio, and I think I've, I think I've almost had three litres of water. It's lovely stuff. Well, Too much for you. Yourself. All right. that's, you that's, a, that's, a month, that's a month for you. <laughs> that's a month for me. Oh, that, See you that's later. it, though. I've been drinking a lot of me. I've got my own water bottle, but it's just basically a soda stream. Soda concept. stream, I know. Yeah. We've talked about this. You brought Delicious. a water bottle to the meeting a while back, and it was a soda stream bottle, and I thought he's doing more harm than good there. Anyway, <laughs> let's go. And we'll be back on Thursday for more of this. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com is the email address at Luke and Pete Show for polls about whether each of us are going to die. Mm. Um, and other stuff like that thank you very much for listening we love you all very much very dearly five stars on the podcast app of choice if you don't mind and spread the word too we really appreciate it oh special shout out to the guy who grabbed me the day before yesterday when i was walking to the shop just literally grabbed my arm yeah right. and i looked around bear in mind i live in west like, norwood so like I was like, what the yeah i was like what's happening here and he just showed his phone luke and pete show listen to oh, luke nice. and pete show i like didn't, it didn't want to chat didn't want to no. know me I respect that. He just carried on walking. Uh, so <laughs> shout out to arm. him. You're out there. You know who you are. Uh, and we'll see you again next time. Next time you do it, you go to the fucking bin, mate. He's going to fucking do you. And that's a threat. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.